started using the the hyperphonetic version of my name because it just uh, like read that way, and kids would just read it and kind of call me that. And so, um, from elementary until I want to say high school, even parts of college, like people called me Farzin uh, because that's how like it's read. Like, um, and so uh, around like you know grad school time, I was like, look. Uh, that's that's way too simplistic. So I'm at least gonna go halfway and uh, start introducing myself as Farzine. Whenever you see ethnic protests, that's one of the major um, grievances: is that why can't I uh, uh, promote my own identity and leave that legacy to my kids? Right? That's you know, you name somebody, you, you're proud of that name, you impart a particular identity on that person. Um, with a name, and that lasts throughout their entire lives until they change, uh, if they change it. Um, and so it's it's deeply personal. It's deeply uh, um, culturally kind of uh, liberating to to pass down your own name. But like it, it, it says it's this it's like a, a reminder and it's like a, a notice of your difference, but also in, in like good and bad ways. It's not like a, you know, negative thing. Like it's just like, hey, you're, you know, you're you're unique in this particular context, which is the city that I'm in li living in the United States, like the, you know, global West kind of uh, idea. So. It's 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 a reminder. Plus, also, like I I have had experiences where um, I know for a fact my name was instrumental in like uh, me not you know advancing in my career. <laughs> in today's episode, join me in conversation with Farzine Farzad, where we discuss the origins of his name, certain names being banned in Iran, and his funny encounter at Starbucks while using the name Frank. Names are enriched with meaning, a part of one's identity, and hold such importance. Welcome to That's My Name. I'm Maya, Mitzgore, September Welford. What's your name? My name is Farzine Farzad. Farzine, thank you so much for coming on as a guest for That's My Name. I'm super, super excited to have you on. As I said before, um, when we were catching up just before this, I've been connected with you on LinkedIn for a while and I really, really appreciate your honesty and your candor and your directness on the platform. Um, and I'm really, really excited to be speaking with you today. So thank you. Yeah, likewise. Thank you for having me. So what's the meaning behind your name? So my my name, Farzin, uh, authentically pronounced uh um, which is a whole thing on its own, um, is is a kind of old, very ancient Persian name that um, uh, was given to uh, viziers, vazirs, um, which were like the like this this particular farzine was like the almost the prime minister's second in command of the kingdom and the royal court advisor and things like that, and so um, it. it means like learned, educated, like wise, but like the, 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 it was a position title as well. And, uh, my parents tell me that, um, in Iran, when, um, you're playing chess and you, the, the pawn goes all the way to the end and turns into the queen, that's also in called Farzine. So, uh, that's the meaning behind my name. 
Ah, okay. Oh, nice. So it's kind of got two kind of meanings, but I guess has some relation to like royalty. So you mentioned the king and you also mentioned kind of the queen in chess as well. You also mentioned that um, there's a whole thing around the pronunciation and you mentioned kind of, I, I guess like the maybe Americanized or like Westernized pronunciation, if I pronounce it in a British accent, it would be like Farzine. But you, you know, you touched the fact that, you know, there are kind of more, more of the actual pronunciations of it. So, yeah, tell me about that. Yeah, so, uh, like I said, my name is actually pronounced Farzine, but that's kind of difficult. Uh, the A and the Re, like, uh, together, like, is, is not a sound that you normally hear in, like, Western languages or anywhere else around the world, as I would say, outside of the Middle East and Central Asia. Um, but, uh, but so... Um, I grew up in the United States. I came to the U.S. when I was five, and uh, you know there wasn't many Iranian Americans uh, in my particular area, and so I kind of had to discover a lot of things myself. And at some point when I was growing up, like um, I uh, I started using the the hyperphonetic version of my name because it just uh, like read that way and kids would just read it and kind of call me that. And so, um, from elementary until I want to say high school, even parts of college, like people called me Farzin, okay. uh, because that's how like it's read. Like, um, and so, uh, around like, you know, grad school time, I was like, look, uh, that's, that's way too simplistic. So I'm at least going to go halfway and uh, start introducing myself as Farzin which is the more um, authentic way of pronouncing it. I will say, uh, to, to throw a wrench in this, um, my uh, I, I come from the north of Iran. I'm ethnically Azerbaijani, and we're Turkic speakers. And so there's no in in, uh, in yeah. our uh, dialect. And so um, everybody in my family calls me Farzin. Farzin. So that in isn't even there in uh, how I grew up. So... Like when I was a kid, like Farzin, okay, that kind of like makes a little bit of sense. But like, you know, the more people who have my name in this country, in the U.S., uh, pronounce themselves as Farzin. So, um, so I just kind of was thinking like, let, let's make it standardized. Plus it's like more purely Persian nice. uh, pronunciation, which is the root of my name. And then how, when you kind of introduce yourself to other people, um, do you kind of change it depending on who you're introducing yourself to, or are you quite consistent? Yeah, if if I know that uh, uh, the person that I'm talking to um, is is outside of uh, kind of Western languages, uh, particularly Middle East, I will say Farzin. My name is Farzin. Mm -hmm. um, but like I know that it's uh, it's difficult to kind of uh, capture, so um, I, I introduce myself usually like uh, among you know here and when I travel to Europe as as Farzine or um, actually like you know I, I really enjoy the the British pronunciation of my <laughs> the English pronunciation of my uh, of my name as well. Um, but yeah, like uh, it's it's this kind of. Uh, dilemma like this mental gymnastics that i play in my mind of like convenience versus authenticity like mm -hmm. do we just want to like hey like uh introduction i don't want it to be too hard on somebody uh but i do want to you know express who i am and uh and, and kind of be proud of who i am but also like um 
spending like you know five minutes trying to uh, nail it down sometimes is is, is a little bit much and exhausting. So I'll, I'll find different ways of <laughs> communicating my my name. Yeah. And I know you mentioned that your name became more popular in the late 80s and 90s. Um, do you know why this is? And, and was this in the US or kind of more globally? So uh, in Iran, um, at that time, I don't think this is what, what my parents explained to me. Farzine was actually not as popular. Um, when they named me Farzine, they were like, they said that they were looking for for a while and uh found this kind of like more um unique name they were looking for something very unique and uh it wasn't until like uh, a few years later that actually it started gaining popularity so you might see some more uh people named with my name you know in younger generations or um or like uh both in iran and in, in diaspora right so um so it was it was very unique at the time um around that time it was like after the islamic revolution so po the pop popular names were much more like uh islamic and arabic in root um so farzine was kind of an outlier and it was around a time when like um you know uh there was some social engineering with the names that they weren't uh they were specifically the government was specifically only allowing um names that are um uh, Islamic in root, <laughs> Arabic. Um, and so, uh, so I don't know how I, uh, like that name got through it. Maybe it was so unique that it didn't get on the li list of, uh, band names or whatever, but like, um, now, uh, amongst my specific ethnicity, that's being applied to traditionally Turkic names. Like <laughs> there's this, uh, these, these set of laws that certain names are banned, uh, because they're viewed as foreign. Um, so if you, so there's a lot of cases now going through where kids are trying to name their names, like more Turkic names, like Yashar or Orhan or, uh, things like that. And they have to go through the courts and sometimes they get banned and they have to revert to a traditionally Persian or Arabic name. Um, and so that's a whole thing in itself based on the legacy of the Arabization of the, the, the uh, or the Islamicization of the uh, of the names, you know, in the in the eighties and nineties. Now they kind of uh, um, are more much more open to traditionally Persian names, but still mm -hmm. kind of limit ethnic minority names in Iran. So you there's been evidence of that among us and Kur Kurdish people, Ar like Arabs, not so much, um, but like Baluchis, Turkmen, uh, those names kind of tend to. Wow. So. So what, what I'm understanding is that there are some kind of names or, or types of names that are actually banned. So, so people can't actually name their children a certain kind of types of names. Is that correct? In Iran, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's a social engineering project that was, that was codified into law um, they, they, to kind of keep the purity, I guess, is the mm -hmm. mentality to keep the purity of the names that they don't want. Um, Foreign-sounding names, even though uh iran is you know 50 percent ethnic minority and uh comprised of you know turks like me um kurds uh, Ara there's an arab population in the south there's baluchis there's turkmen there's gushkai there's all sorts of different it's a mosaic of different uh ethnicities and when they try in kind of uh many of these groups when they try and uh, name themselves in their authentic uh names that aren't persian or arabic 
then a lot of that gets banned. There's even, I think there's a list of band names um, mm -hmm. that are foreign sounding that uh, mm -hmm. they, they don't do. So that's currently what's happening. Um, around the time when I was born, I heard that similar things was, were happening with like very ancient Persian names because they were trying to kind of uh, focus more on uh, the roots of uh, uh, Iran's relationship with Islam rather than its pre-Islamic kind of uh, identity. So um, there was a little bit of that going on from what I remember, from what I heard, but, um, but I made it through the cracks. <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned that there are loads of different groups in Iran. Has there been much backlash towards kind of the banning of certain names or types of names? Among my community, yeah, I mean, there are, obviously, like, there's uh, people that kind of, uh, it's like, whenever you see ethnic protests, that's one of the major um, grievances mm -hmm. is that why can't I uh, uh, promote my own identity and leave that legacy to my kids, right? That's, you know, you name somebody, you, you're proud of that name, you impart a particular identity on that person um, with a name, and that lasts throughout their entire lives until they change, uh, if they change it. Um, and so it's it's deeply personal. It's deeply uh, um, culturally kind of uh, liberating to to pass down your own name. I will contend that like my my parents at that time, it you know, um, when I was being named, like I wasn't named a traditionally Turkic Azerbaijani name, um, and that was because of kind of the political situation at that time and and kind of. Uh, um, there was, there's just a very long legacy of my ethnicity being, being viewed as, you know, low, like less favorable, mm -hmm. often lower class, like, even though, you know, there's, it's, it's not a function of wealth, but more of a cultural kind of thing. Um, uh, so there's, there's, there's been that kind of, uh, negative view of us and a lot of like racism kind of directed at us specifically. So I think their mentality at that time and a lot of other families was like, you know, a, a traditional Persian name evokes that kind of power, um, you know, but like if you name some, a kid, you know, a Turkic name, it's kind of, you know, mm. less kind of less than, which is extremely problematic. And uh, the, the shift has now moved toward in Iran, like more authentic cultural, cultural identity names and trying to peel away these layers of historical um, indoctrination that has led people to feel like they're less than or um, or like, you know, culturally inferior to the dominant eth ethnicity, which is Persian identity. And you mentioned that, you know, you, your name kind of somehow slipped through the cracks. How do you link and tie your name with your identity as it is today? That's a really good question. I mean, it's a, it, it's kind of like, I'm proud of it, but like, there's a lot of like baggage to it as well. Like, um, like I said, it is an, it is a, you know, it is a very traditional Persian name and I'm not ethnically Persian. Yeah. And so, um, you know, like, but like the, the entire story behind this is kind of like drives exactly like my, progress in life right like uh you know um i've i've in my in my 20 like uh 20s and up until my early 30s i still do some work here and there i, I was uh, very heavily involved in 
the linguistic and cultural rights of my own ethnicity. Um, did some work uh, with uh, greater eth like uh, ethnic minorities and religious minorities in Iran and the Middle East in my twenties and stuff. And so, um, it it serves as this like uh, very interesting reminder. I mean, it's it's not a like I have some feelings attached to it, but it's not like a, it's this kind of reminder that you have this imprint on on a foreign culture on you for your entirety of your life, even though. You know, Farzine is a, you know, is a name to be proud of. It's a good, like a solid, like kind of, you know, um, uh, uh, name. But you know, even peeling back those dimensions and kind of, uh, um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to completely like, you know, dis like bash anybody or, or like harm anybody with a ethnically Persian name. But it's not my identity. It's not my mm -hmm. cultural identity. And so. Um, so like that's you know i've had this kind of tenuous like this like uh interesting relationship with my my own name kind of it follows me wherever i go because it's my name and this notion that um that you know this somebody else's culture is kind of mm. pressing on yours uh, that's how it feels like um but that's that's not to say that uh, i'm not i'm not deeply uh you know proud or happy i mean i don't use I don't like to say proud as much, but like uh, happy with my own name or, or content with my own name. I, I think it's a, it's a it's a good name, and I'm you know happy that my parents chose that name. It's alliterative, <laughs> so uh, the first four letters of my first and last name are the same, so it looks cool. Um, <laughs> but you know, um, it's it's it would be okay if, for example, there wasn't that historical and cultural legacy like if my name you know if my parents name uh, decide to name me some you know a name from bolivia or like you know siberia like that you find in those areas like uh norway for example i, I don't know like anywhere around the world where there isn't that historical mm -hmm. cultural legacy uh, of of pain a little bit i think it would have been a much different experience for mm -hmm. me so yeah, what I find interesting about names is sometimes they, they it's just way more than just a name. It carries that history and it carries the experiences that people have had or countries have had. Um, so, yeah, it, it's definitely an, an interesting one for sure. And how do you feel that your name has kind of influenced how you've navigated throughout the world? Um, I think a lot of what I just mentioned, I think, is... Uh, uh, kind of, um, you know, it's, it's been that, uh, it's been that root, uh, interplay between my culture and then my name. And, um, and so the, the history of my, uh, you know, ethnicity, um, but also like, it's, it's a perpetual, like even outside of my own community in the diaspora, it's a perpetual reminder of like, uh, of your otherness, right? It's a very unique name. Like no one's ever seen. Um, there is actually a Iranian singer with my name in reverse, okay. Farzad Farzine. So sometimes I get fan mail for him, uh, and I respond, you know, like "Thank you, like greatly appreciate our fans," you know that kind of thing. So like, uh, no, I'm, I'm kidding, but um, uh, but I have received actually fan mail <laughs> for him. Uh, 
but like it, it, it says it's this, it's like a, a reminder and it's like a, a notice of your difference, but also in, in like good and bad ways. It's not like a, you know, negative thing. Like mm-hmm. It's just like, Hey, you're, you know, you're, you're unique in this particular context, which is the city that I'm in li- living in the United States, like the, you know, global West kind of, uh, idea. So, um, so it, it like, you know, it's, it's, it's a reminder. Plus also like I, I have had experiences where, um, I know for a fact my name was instrumental in like, uh, me not, you know, advancing in my career, (laughs) you know, being kind of like, uh, uh, um, like halted from, from, from certain jobs because, uh, like there's absolutely no westernization to my name at all like mm-hmm. it's it's purely um iranian and so like uh persian and so like um so i i that that has been some some things and then like you know being made fun of a lot for my name like growing up and all these things carried a lot of weight for me and like i got bullied for it and like uh um and so like a lot of that like I mean, it's just layers upon layers, right? Like, and so it, you know, that's why, like, I, you can, you can hear a little bit of the dilemma of like the pride versus like the hesitancy. And when I talk, yeah. because like, there's some cringe elements out of, out of that too. Cause this is, I mean, like you grow up as a kid, like you're othered in that way and you're, you're called, called different things. Like, um, it, you know, it, it you kind of develop like, a slight resentment over time. There was even a period in my childhood where like, I was like, you know what? Uh, when, I think I was like seven and I was like really into Knight Rider. Um, and I had people calling me Michael for a little bit. <laughs> and so, uh, and I was like, and that got old very quickly. And I was just like, okay, go back to who you are. This, this, this feels ridiculous. So, um, it's a very loaded question. <laughs> So are you, are you saying there that you kind of went out and said, you know, you can call to your friends or whoever, like, call me mindful now. Is this how it kind of happened? Yeah. Re-theory? Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, uh, I was, I was young enough and foreign enough where I didn't have too many friends as it was. So like <laughs> I was, uh, uh, so at that point, like, I was just like, Hey, everybody I'm, just call me Michael now. And then like that got, got like me, even more ridiculed. So like, uh, like, like, where is this coming from? It's like, well, uh, you know, he's got a cool Michael Knight. He's got a cool name. So like, I want that. Um, so, uh, but like, but there was, uh, you know, there, there were some people like my, my, my father's, um, friend, uh, you know, kind of really embraced it and, and was like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll call you Michael. And so that was like kind of endearing a little mm-hmm. bit, but, um, but then like, I was just like, you know what, this, this is silly. This is getting me made fun of more than my own name. So I'm, I'm going to stop that. It lasted like all of like maybe a couple months. I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny at, at around seven or eight, I, I was the same way. I was suddenly like, okay, you can call me Victoria now because my cousin's girlfriend at the time, she was called Vicky and I thought she was really, really cool. And I was like, I don't want to be called Maya. Like, I, I went through this phase of just, I, I'm half Japanese, half English. And growing up in London, in, in the UK, I was like, okay, I, I just need to, like, 
focus on my English side because of bullying towards my Japanese side, seeing hardly any other like Asian children around me. Um, and yeah, it was just like uh, denying that side. And, and I guess part of that is like the name, the name is such a strong part. Like you do kind of tie that with your identity. So it's, yeah, an interesting one for sure. And I saw that your headline on LinkedIn a few months ago was Call Me Frank. So tell me more about that. So uh, facetiously kind of uh, wrote that. I have this, like in my trainings, in my DEI trainings, I have this running bit about how like I'm Frank at Starbucks because I have this like uh, immigrant dilemma of convenience versus authenticity. So like, you know, you go up to a window uh, of somebody like, you know, the, 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 the folks that know me like pronounce my name perfectly. I, I absolutely like uh, really, really appreciate that. But you go to a, a new window and kind of like, a, or a new uh, uh, a place, coffee shop or otherwise, like, um, and you give your name and uh, you have to spell it and you have to kind of, you hold up the line and stuff. And it's just like, uh, it's another thing I don't want to deal with today. I just want to keep moving. And so, uh, so my identity at, you know, the bit is my identity at, um, uh, for convenience or at coffee shops is Frank. So I, uh, so I, I kind of uh, joke around with that a lot, both like in my work, in my trainings and um, in, uh, in like on LinkedIn and social media and stuff. And so like, um, uh, it's, it's, this, it's, this, it's a, it's a running bit. I will say like, um, I, I posted this uh, about this, uh, a while ago. And I, I think this is like just the funniest story, uh, that I've one, one of the funniest things I've ever experienced is like, um, a few months ago I was, uh, I was at a coffee shop. I go uh, make my order. It, it was a hot day. So I got a cold drink obviously. And so like, um, you know, I'm waiting to call Frank, go up to the counter and, uh, it's a hot coffee. And then I'm saying, like, who orders a hot coffee? It's like you know, Fahrenheit. It was like 95 degrees or something like that outside. And so like, uh, I go up there and, uh, I'm like, this isn't, this isn't mine. And uh, a guy walks up behind me and goes, Oh, I'm Frank, uh, and, or I'm also Frank and, and grabs it. And then like, we're kind of just standing there and then I don't know where he just goes, well, my name's actually not Frank. It's, uh, he said, he said, a, he said a German name. I yeah. think it was like Franka or something like that. Um, uh, which I, I, you know, couldn't really make out because he had a, he had a mouth guard in, okay. which is a weird detail to the story. Like I can't figure that part out yet, but he took it out and started talking to me. And then he was like, I, I go by Frank because it's easier and things like that. And I was like, oh, you don't say, you know, my name is also not Frank. And uh, we had like a good laugh about it. And like, uh, and so we started talking and, and kind of talking about like, uh, he, had a, he had a heavy accent, thick accent. So like, uh, I mean, not, not very thick, but he had, he had an accent. So like, um, so like, obviously, you know, he, uh, he came here as an adult. So like, um we were chatting and kind of experiences. And so like, it's so funny, like, you know, you're German, I'm uh, ethnically Azerbaijani from Iran, Iranian American. And like, uh, we have this same experience kind of, uh, so it was a nice little heartwarming thing. And like, you know, as we parted, we said, bye Frank, bye Frank. <laughs> and like, just left each other. And I think about that often. I mean, it's like a, very uh, endearing story. I thought, like, just kind of connected over this like uh, pseudo identity of ours. 
Yeah, like I, I wonder how many people who go to Starbucks give the wrong name. Like I think I've been with people before and they might give given the wrong name and it must be more common than we kind of think it is. And I guess like your experience and your story really, really shines a light on the fact that, you know, people perhaps do shift their names or, or just do give it a different name just to make life a bit easier, whether that's, you know, for yourself or for someone else's. Yeah, it's an interesting one, but it would be interesting to know for sure. Well, I know of people who uh, actually, um, who have uh, more, you know, common names that will give different names just for the fun of it. <laughs> I, I might try it out. I might try it out next time I go to Starbucks. <laughs> New identity, like yeah. like for, for all of like 10 minutes. Yeah, I might even try out Frank. Um, well, Fuzzy, thank <laughs> you so much for your time today. I've really, really enjoyed learning more about your name and speaking about your experiences. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This, uh, I was I was telling you before, like this is something that I haven't really explored out in public as much. I talk about my name, you know, like in passing, but like it's to sit down and have a real meaningful conversation about it is is, is like highly valued. I, I cherish it deeply. So thank you for having me. This was an awesome conversation. And uh, and if yeah, oh, if anybody wants to, uh, you know, reach out to me, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much.